Coming up on today's show... It's Thanksgiving. No turkeys this year. Tomahawk steaks for everyone. Mike Evans joins the show to talk Jameis Winston, Bruce Arians, and being a six-foot-six baller, just like us, Hawk. <laughs> Pro wrestling heartbreak, school bus backpack beatings, and we decide what the best holiday of the year is. Spoiler alert, it's this one. All of this and much, much more on another Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Award-winning episode of The Tomahawk Show. Welcome to The Tomahawk Show, presented by Uninterrupted. I'm your host, Andrew Hawkins, joined, as always, by my humblest, of all co-hosts, Joe Thomas, 10,363 consecutive snaps before he snapped his elbow. Joe, how you doing today, man? I was doing good until you tried to steal my shtick. <laughs> my bad. I'm feeling slightly offended. Cease and I don't desist. really like it very much. <laughs> my bad, man. We, we both have a, the, the voice for uh, podcasting and hosting and... That's why we're the top audio podcast. The WWE. <laughs> hey, has WWE ever reached, reached out to you? They actually did. It's funny you mentioned that when we were in Cleveland. They reached out to me and uh, asked me about doing a little thing, and they're not ready to announce it just yet, but uh, okay. there's some little thing in the works. I mean, I would be lying if I said I'm currently a huge WWE fan. Yep. I was as a kid, like mm-hmm. most kids. Yep. You know, I grew up with uh, the Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior. Oh, and you Hulk grew up Hogan. with those guys. That's cool. You guys go Jake to high school Snake. together or something? We went to high school together, just <laughs> probably like you did over there in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Uh, but I was kind of interested because I, I think even though I'm not a guy that sits down on the couch and watches it right now, I think it would still be interesting to be a part of the entertainment side of the, the show. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be kind of fun. You know, it's a little bit of football, a little bit of Hollywood flair yeah. and performing art, performing arts. And if Gronk can do it, I feel like I could probably do that. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's, that's the bar we're going right now. That's how you decide what you can do or not we're going with that bar being that he's a uh, member of the tama flock he and, is. A, and a guest on the show previously I, I feel like we're allowed to tease him just a little bit oh i love it so here's a fun fact about me my dad worked as a security guard at the local arena in johnstown pennsylvania it's called the war memorial and it's home actually of the johnstown tomahawks which is our local <laughs> minor league hockey team that's a true no story way. yeah so they play at That's the war memorial and my dad was a security guard there when i was a kid and as like you know most males in their mid-30s when i was a kid i loved wrestling right and it was the dopest thing ever so my dad when the when the wwf or it might have been wcw at the time or whatever it was wwf they, probably at the time wwf they would come to town for their show um i would I got to go backstage because my dad was was a security guard. I remember the first time I went back, and Shawn Michaels and uh, the Undertaker were just sitting there talking. And I think the Undertaker was actually smoking a cigarette. And I was like, my heart was broken because there was like they were beefing in that show. And I'm like, what? Why? Why are they? Why are they friends? Why is everyone just back here? Talking at this time, I thought it was real. I didn't get that it was just entertainment. So it was like seeing your dad take off his Santa Claus outfit and where he thought he was doing me a favor. He actually ruined my childhood. So you know how many people have a similar story like that? Like only from you, you, you 
had it ruined with your own eyes. For me, my parents ruined it for me uh-huh. uh, because they wanted to make sure that I knew that the violence that I was enjoying on television was not true <laughs> violence that I should recreate in real life because right. I was kind of a, a bad kid. I, yeah. I got thrown off the bus in like fifth grade for, for beating kids up. And uh, I actually got thrown off the bus in kindergarten for beating up a fourth grader i say beat up but really what i did is i hit him over the head with my backpack Ooh, and like the, the old, buckle on my backpack the old miles garrett i like it yeah i, I went with the miles garrett before <laughs> it was known as the miles garrett but uh, unlike him i was unlucky because the buckle on my bag hit him in like the corner of the head perfectly Jeez. and split it open and he started bleeding he had to get stitches That's assault <laughs> That, so I definitely assaulted him. Thank God I was six years old at the time. So and a, they didn't and a, and a white kid. Yeah, I get it. And I was white. So they <laughs> clearly uh, swept it under the rug. So they didn't try me as an adult. <laughs> if you would have done it, Hawk, you'd still be on death row. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, he's been in jail for 37 years since he was four. <laughs> uh, we're not pardoning him. No way. Like that dude deserves <laughs> it. But uh, after it happened, the bus driver made me stay on the bus oh, until God. he dropped everybody off. And then he took me to my house and walked me to the door. And then my mom comes to the door. And you can imagine the horrified look on her face oh, when the bus driver is standing there with her son, who's a kindergartner at the time. <laughs> and and uh, he was like, uh, your son hit Miles over the head with uh, his backpack and split his head open. He had to get stitches. And so my punishment for the rest of the school semester, which I don't know, there was probably a couple months left, was I had to wait until the bus route was over. And then I had to help the bus driver close all the windows on the yellow school bus. Oh, and those are the worst to close, man. They took forever because there was no like grease or oil in those things. So it was impossible get to get stuck. They would get stuck and, at that little moment where there's an inch left yeah, at the top. And you, you, couldn't, exactly. you couldn't close it all the way. And that's why the bus driver put that task on my plate. Uh, and oh, then he man. would drop me off at the end. So uh, I didn't learn my lesson. But anyways, going back to the <laughs> WWF, my parents said that they saw – the whole wrestling crew at like outside of an event, kind of like you did. And mm-hmm. they were all like having cigarettes and back slapping and uh, playing grab ass with each other. And she's like, see, it's not real because they were all friends in real life and it's just entertainment. And I'm like, mom, you ruined it for me. Jeez. And I think after that moment, I didn't really watch it much. That was it. Like, well, let's go to real, let's go to real violence football. Let me see what that's about. <laughs> Show me some more of that. <laughs> All right, well, we got an incredible show today. If you want to interact with the show, hit us up on social media at Tomahawk Show on Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. Our Facebook group is Tomahawk. We are up to 700,000 members, so make sure you join because we're going to cap it right at a million. Um, hit our voicemail lineup at 440-628-1376. We do video shows on Sunday. That's on Uninterrupted's YouTube page. And we got uh, uh, a guest today on the Tomahawk line because Wednesdays, are for the players, and we got a player in the building. Actually, I'm just going to tweet. Can we go right to it now? Is he ready? Let's give him a call. We got Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the building. Wednesdays are for the players. Travis Kelsey. This entire time I thought it was Thamahawk. Thamahawk. Kareem Jackson. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Yeah. Ooh. Here we go. Saquon. One, One two, two, three, four. four. I declare a thumb war. Do you think, Ma? Let's get it. It's Tomahawk Show. Now, joining us on the Tomahawk Show is my main man, the best wide receiver in NFL history, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Mike Evans. What's up, man? Welcome to the Tomahawk Show. Yo, why you gas me up like that? Super gas, but it's true. I appreciate appreciate you, though. We, you know, we, everybody that comes on, we always say they're the best in NFL history. This is perfect timing because you just 
nabbed under your resume your sixth consecutive 1,000-yard season to start your career, man. What was that like to uh, accomplish that feat? It was awesome, man. You know, you know, work came 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 to work. You know, since day one, um, you know, got a lot of opportunities. Had some really good quarterbacks, uh, some good veteran guys early on in my career, and uh, you know, I was just getting opportunities early on, and then uh, you know, it just became routine. You guys got a new coach with Bruce Arians this year. I know that uh, Bruce is known as the quarterback whisperer, but how does a great receiver like yourself enjoy playing for Bruce Arians? I like Bruce a lot, man. He's uh, he's straight to the point. Uh, he has a lot of swagger uh, for a coach. You know, he understands us. You know, uh, if we're beat up one week, he'll look out for us and that we can practice and, uh, you know, doing things like that. And, uh, you know, we really resonate with, with that and we appreciate him for that. You know, this might be a weird question that you're probably not used to getting, but uh, when me and Joe played in Cleveland, Hugh Jackson was our coach, and I remember our last year together, we were in the cafeteria, and we were like, yo, have you ever been a part of a football team with as many black coaches as we have? And we were like, yo, this is a different experience. So for you, Mike, y'all got a lot of black coaches, man. Is that is that different for you? Because I would imagine in the game of football, that's just not usual. Um, let me see. I've always had a decent amount of black coaches, even in college. Yeah. Uh, I, I played with a black. Uh, my my head coach was black. My two years playing at A and M, Coach mm. Kevin Sumlin. True. Uh, I had a black offensive coordinator my last year at Texas A and M. Had a black head coach in Levy Smith for a couple years. So you're uh, used to it. Shit, I mean, if you can coach, you can coach, man. No That's matter it. What skin you are. You know, some guys. I mean, obviously different, but you also had a black quarterback in college in Johnny Football. Who uh, <laughs> we play with as well in Cleveland. That's my man, Fifty Grand. You got any good Johnny stories for us? Because we got a thousand. Pretty much, we built this podcast on good Johnny stories. Johnny came on the show and he told his Billy Vegas story, where he had his disguise on in Vegas, and it was no one had ever heard it. He sent us a, a picture of it, and it like basically went viral and like kickstarted all the success of this show. You got any good Johnny stories for us? I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch. I want to hear some <laughs> y'all's, but I don't really. <laughs> That was a long time ago. Yeah, y'all, y'all, uh, y'all are more fresh because y'all played with him recently, more recently than I did. Do you still maintain a good relationship with Johnny? He likes to have fun. I had a great, great relationship with Johnny. Do you think he's going to get another opportunity to play in the NFL? I don't know, man. I would hope so, but I mean, it becomes a certain point where I feel like you know guys become untouchable. Mm-hmm. Like in the NFL, like to NFL teams, like it just becomes a point throughout the league for a certain amount of years. I, I obviously think that he can play in this league, uh, you know, if he was in the right situation. But, you know, he's been out for a little while now. Yeah, and it's funny because looking at the NFL now, I mean, at the quarterback position, position specifically, it's catered to what Johnny brought to the table. Everybody would always ask me, like, what was Johnny like? And we you know we all know, had, you know Johnny had personal issues. Johnny says that. He was going through some things. But I tell everybody, like, this dude had so much ability that was untapped and it was just a matter of getting him in the right situation. You think that you see the things Lamar Jackson is doing and, you know, all the mobile quarterbacks now is the way of the league. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I, I think he could have a lot of success if, you know, he entered the league at a time like now that caters to his ability. Absolutely. Tell me this, Mike. What is uh, – Jameis isn't exactly, the you know, the mobile type, but he has a, a rocket for an arm. What's it like playing with him? Um, he's one of the hardest workers I've ever been around, man. Honestly, like he loves football. Like, and it's kind of weird, like how much he loves football. Like, he he loves that more than it, than anybody I've ever met. Um, and he likes to get us the ball. He can, he's a little mobile though. He can run. Yeah. He had like a twenty-five yard run last week, and 
I, I love when he runs the ball because he becomes like he gets hot in games when he's running, and like guys can't really just sit back and um, if they sit back in zone and he can pick them apart and they're playing a lot of man coverage. If he runs a little bit, mm-hmm. he becomes hard to defend. So he definitely like he, he definitely uh, loves me. So I love him <laughs> right back, man. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a smart give man. Me the rock, so he's a smart man for that. that. He's a smart man. I tell everybody that you know Mike Evans' name should be a part of the conversation a lot more than it is for the best wide receiver in the league. Do you think you're the best wide out in the league? Um, I think I'm definitely one of them. Claim it, um, Mike. Don't be, don't be, man. Humble be man. Bashful. You can take it. Come on, six thousand yards no, yeah, in a no, row. I think, I think I'm definitely up there. Uh, probably like top three. I don't know if I'm one yet. We'll see how this this season finishes. All right, I like that. It's funny to hear you talk about Jameis like that about how much he loves football because that's that's the side I feel like most people don't realize. And you hear a lot of the conversation about Jameis, and you know I'm hell, I'm I'm not innocent in that. You know, he has some turnovers here and there, but people don't like you said. That's that's something about Jameis that I don't think they realize. Is there anything else about him in your mind that you're like, I wish more people knew this about Jameis? Well, I mean, some people do know how giving he is off the field. Yeah. You know, people like to bash him all the time, but, man, he's one of the most generous guys I know. Um, he's giving back to the youth, and, and that's what's, what's important. So, and yeah, uh, his records, like, people don't talk about his, his good records. They want to bring up the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the good as, as much as the bad. And, you know, that's how it is in, in, the, in this country. Yep. You know, we like to we like to be built off drama and, and right. things like that. And I don't know. We don't support each other as much as we should, I, I think. Jameis had a viral moment when he gave you guys the pregame speech about eating the W's. And there was a lot of people that were <laughs> uh, ribbing him about that. I was wondering in the locker room, were you guys teasing him after that? Or uh, was he a little bit sensitive about that speech? <laughs> I mean, people be asking about it all the time. He don't, he don't <laughs> seem sensitive when they ask him about it. So I don't know. You'll, you'll have to ask him. Was that the wildest uh, Jameis Winston pregame speech? Or you got other ones. He's usually good at pregame speeches, but that one was a, <laughs> wasn't one of the better ones. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I was Jameis. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was just feeling it that day. Right. So, all right. So you're you're a big LeBron fan, right, Mike? Yeah, you hit the LeBron James. celebration, the King James. Are you a Laker fan? I'm uh, I'm a LeBron fan, so I, I hope the Lakers do well. Right. What's your What's your team though? What's your What's your NBA squad? I mean, growing up, it was the Heat because D Wade was my guy. Okay. And then LeBron came over, and then okay. those two were my my guys. So it was the Heat, I guess. But I, I never really had like a, a favorite team, just a player. Like it was D Wade, and then when LeBron teamed up with him, those two have been my guys since. Are you a big Hooper? I used to I used to be a big hooper, yeah. I used to love basketball. I, I still do. Yeah, it's definitely you know one of my favorite sports. Real, if 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 they gave you a trainer, right? You 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 got with the uh, lethal shooter, and you trained for a calendar year. Lethal shooter on Instagram. Lethal shooter on Instagram. Get the shot right, <laughs> right? And you train with him for a calendar year. Do you think honestly you could play in the NBA? Right now, uh, I don't know. Maybe if I went to college and then. Been able to like transition my game, uh, maybe like a year or two in college. I think I could have played in the NBA. Yeah. I'll be a, I'll be a little too physical for some of those guys. That's a good like. thing, though. And I played I played against guys. Yeah, I played against guys in the NBA in high school. Uh, I just feel like my game probably would have translated, but uh, you know I was under recruited a little bit. Yeah, and uh, happy I chose football though. Mm. This football thing's been cool. So who? What NBA players you play against in high school? Uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Ah, 
Marcus Smart. Mm. He was he was tough. He he plays the exact same way. I was gonna say you said uh, you he, he was a better scorer back then. He was physical. He's real physical. Yeah, we guard each other a little bit too. He was a good player, and it, 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 he was a year younger than us, and they beat us by like seventeen. Mm. Yeah, so, he was balling on us. So you had it. Uh, uh, who, did you have a bunch of uh, uh, basketball scholarships? I did. Who was your best college basketball scholarship? I was going to go play at Texas. Dang. At oh. uh, but I was getting Kevin Durant, by, Texas? Yeah, UT. Dang. You made it seem mm. under-recruited. That's one of the top schools in the country, Mike. But from basketball, they weren't a top 25 program when I was coming out. Dang. I thought you was going to say t- Tennessee at Chattanooga or – yeah, I was, I was a little <laughs> under-recruited in basketball because my only offer was from Holy Cross. I'm not sure if you know where that is. It's in Worcester, Massachusetts. They're a big-time program. I actually went on an official visit to Holy Cross for football. That was my top football scholarship. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. So why y'all bashing my schools, man? I would have paid Texas money to be on their basketball team. They say, yo, we'll put you on the basketball team. You give us 20000 a year. I would have took a loan out, Mike. That's, that's where I was at with it. All right, do you know any other football players who are good hoopers? Who, who is the best football player you, you know that can actually hoop? That I've seen with my own eyes, like play with? Yeah, like when I was in Probably. Cincinnati, AJ, he could hoop for real. Like we would do this little shooting game, and he would go, no bullshit, like 50 shots, 40 shots, three-pointers without missing, and then drop step yep. through his legs dunk. And I'm like, he had offers, for, I think, from Cincinnati – and NC State, he was he's an all-time leading scorer in South Carolina, beat Kevin Durant's or Kevin Garnett's record. So for you, who are, who are other football players that you're like, oh, that's, this dude can actually hoop? Damn, AJ Green can hoop like that? He can hoop, man. He said he – I've seen his little highlights. He, he had like a nice little jumper on him. He put up 50 in the state championship game. He said the reason why he oh, didn't he go play basketball – good score, huh? He said he didn't like to pass. That's why he didn't go play college basketball because they wanted him to oh, play point see, guard. I, I, I like to pass. See, that's the difference, man. You, man. I like to play defense. I can score, but I like to play, play defense and get physical. You know what I'm saying? See, you deprived uh, Texas, man. Who knows what like your could have been? The best hooper, let me see. Damn, that's tough. DeMar Dotson on my team, he's a 6'9", uh, right tackle. Mm. He, can, he can hoop, and it's his guard. He was a guard um, in high school, but he's a running back. Uh, Trey Carson he plays for the Lions now. Yeah. He can hoop he, for real. He can hoop. He's like six foot, and he don't look like he can hoop. But, man, he, he got handles. He could finish. Yeah. He shoot. Yeah, he, he nice with it. I always thought I could hoop until I played with real hoopers. Like, when I got to college, you know, because we're all good athletes, right? So, in high school, we were all the man in basketball. So, I got to college, and I was playing at the rec. And it was like, it was tall cats, man. They, you know, they like Mike's size, 6'6", six, 6'5", six, 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 And I'm like, damn, y'all pretty good, man. I'm like, what's y'all record? They're like, we don't play on the basketball team. They were just regular students. I was like, damn. <laughs> that's when I realized I wasn't any good. Yeah, so that's cool, man. I want to ask him about his uh, his foundation, the Mike Evans Family Foundation. Yeah. I know we got the holidays coming up, and I always love doing a Shop with the Jock event with uh, local charities in Cleveland, and I'm curious if you have any special plans for this holiday season. Uh, I do, Joe. Appreciate you for asking. Uh, we got the Mike Evans Family Foundation Catch for Christmas event it'll be our third annual uh, christmas event where we choose 13 underprivileged kids uh that are making good grades in school and we uh give them everything on their christmas list uh we give them a tour to books facility uh hang out with them eat lunch with them we do the bowling event 
we do a bowling event uh, Monday after was it December seventh? Mm. December ninth. December ninth, we do a bowling event to raise money uh, for underprivileged kids to get college scholarships. Uh, so this will be our third year doing that. We visit a a domestic violence shelter, uh, provide gifts and, and meals and stuff like that. So it's like a three day event, December ninth, tenth, and eleventh, and we do those three events. Is that in uh, Florida or back home in Texas or both spots? Oh, it's in Tampa, but uh, our foundation, it benefits Tampa area, my hometown of Galveston, Texas, and uh, Texas A&M, so College Station area. That's dope, man. How, how, how can we donate? How can the listeners of the Tomahawk Show donate to the uh, Mike Evans Family Foundation? Uh, the com. Okay. There should be a portal in there where you can donate. And it has an address in there where you can send checks or, or things like that. All right, Mike. Well, we appreciate you joining us, man. We're going to make sure the time of flock goes out and donates to an incredible cause, man. Appreciate everything you're doing, man. Congratulations on your sixth 1,000-yard season. And appreciate you joining us on the Tomahawk Show, brother. Thanks for being on, man. All right, Joe, let's take a break to talk about our sponsor for this show, Yoked. You are yoked, and everybody is wondering, like, how did Joe get an eight-pack after being a blubbering lard mm. for so many years? Wow. How did you do it? Uh, now that you've destroyed my ego, okay. Uh, that's okay. But I'll, I'll, I will tell you something. I've been on this product called Yoked for about six months now. Uh-huh. And I've been a guy who is always a protein supplement guy. So throughout my whole career going back to college, I was always a protein guy, right? And protein's great. It helps with muscle synthesis. It helps build muscle. It helps preserve muscle when you're exercising. But this new product called Yoked is really cool because it is not a protein supplement. It's not a protein replacement. But what it does, it actually makes your protein shakes more effective. Mm. It works in your stomach with the protein that you're ingesting after you work out to make your protein better. So you build more muscle, you preserve your muscle if you're in a deficit, and it makes you yoked like me so if you ever get your ass off the couch and get yourself some yoked this will make your protein supplements better and your eight pack harder all right i like that how does it taste because that's always my thing when i'm when i'm when i'm putting things in my body to make sure that i look Mm. like a greek god because i'm going to get oh i'm just going to take time Mm. i always wonder does it taste bad how does it taste joe yeah you know what it's Awesome because not only does it taste good, but because it is made from fertilized egg yolks, it has a creamy consistency. You know, like the delicious part of a malted milkshake or a shake is if you ever put a raw egg in there, it's because that that egg yolk makes a creamy consistency that's delicious. So it actually takes your protein shakes, which are pretty decent, but can be a little bit gritty sometimes, and it makes them creamy and smooth, much more like a milkshake, and it's delicious. My kids... Love it. So it actually not only makes your protein shakes better for you, but it makes them taste better also. Awesome. I love that. Listen, we are giving all of you listeners an exclusive discount so that you can try Yoked for yourself. Head over to Yoked.com and use code JOE20 at checkout for 20% off of your order. And if you order from Yoked.com, you will be entered into a sweepstakes to win an all-expenses-paid trip to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California on January 1st. So use the Joe20 promo code for 20% off of your product at yoke.com and have a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime college football experience. Go get that muscle. 
All right, shout out to Mike Evans for joining us on the show, man. We got the entire squad of the Texas A&M 2013 team now. We've hit the the entire squad being Mike Evans and Johnny Manziel. Um, so they've all joined the Tomahawk Show. <laughs> all the important all guys. All the important guys, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that was awesome. He really perked up about basketball. So now I want to see what his game is really like. Because Joe always says he was good at basketball. But I know there is no way those stiff-ass knees were actually good <laughs> in the paint. There's a reason that they're stiff-ass knees is because I was playing four basketball games a day from the time I was seven <laughs> through the time I was 17. So uh, I lost a lot of cartilage on the hardwood, if you know what I'm saying, man. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Um, all right, so we're going right to our Thanksgiving-themed pick six. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. This is pick six. There it is. All right, when wow. pick six, we have the entire Tomaflock submit the topics that we're going to talk about. John's going to tee them up, and me and Joe will do our thing, baby. So our first question comes from Twitter. Adam Bays 3 asks, what's your favorite turkey day tradition? Our family used to play touch football in the yard, and that usually turned into tackle. Mm. Joe, you got something for that? I always used to play a turkey bowl with friends, and it was always Detroit versus Green Bay because for some reason I had a bunch of friends that were Detroit fans even in Wisconsin, wow. and the rest of us were Packer fans. And so we'd all pick – one player from the team and then we'd be that guy and we'd try to get the jersey uh and then we'd always play against each other and it was usually an epic game that never ended because you just play until you got really tired and then you went in and uh you know had a delicious thanksgiving meal with the family so that was always fun yeah um and we also played an ice bowl that was even more interesting because usually there was a lot of ice and snow on the ground and uh, we'd always play that on uh, january 1 but i think that's pretty typical most people kind of played like the old turkey bowl with friends and family on thanksgiving day the year i retired from the nfl i tried to go back and play in the turkey bowl um oh. back home and they wouldn't let me do it because there was a rule while i was in the nfl that no professional athletes were allowed to play in the turkey bowl so the year i retired i tried to go play and they still blocked me so it's kind of messed up That's, this is your family mm, game not my family game this is like <laughs> there's a turkey bowl in our city where like a lot of like the guys from all the different high schools come together and they play this big game um, and they wouldn't. They won't let me play. It's actually quite BS, to be honest. Because now I'm just never allowed to play in the Turkey Bowl because I played in the NFL. It's reverse discrimination. It really is, truly and honestly. But yeah, our, our big family tradition was we would get together, um, usually at my mom's house or my grandma's house. Um, we would cook these big, big meals, and we would have turkey, and we would have um, you know stuffing, and we'd eat macaroni and cheese and potato salad, and we would just eat a really big meal every Thanksgiving. Pretty unique there. Thank you. Yeah, we like to uh, we like to mix it up. <laughs> John was looking at me like, "Are you an idiot? What the hell are you talking about?" All right, what do we got next, John? At Jacob Logan two from Twitter asks, "Is it acceptable to drink a Christmas ale at a Thanksgiving dinner, or is it too early?" Mm. I've never had a Christmas ale. I've never had a Thanksgiving yeah. ale. I've never had a Valentine's Day ale. I've never had <laughs> the only kind of ales I've had are the sixteen that we had in Cleveland. Me and Joe in 25th. We, have, we had a bunch of those kind of ales, but I've never drink. Mm. I've never had like the beer ale. I have no idea what that even means. Mm. 
So yeah, Hawk's not a big beer drinker. No. Uh, yeah. I will say the appropriate drink for Thanksgiving dinner is the 73 Kolsch by Great Lakes Brewing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it has sold out in half the time that they expected. Wow. So you won't be able to buy anymore. So hopefully you have a few that are stocked up. But I will say Christmas ale is acceptable if the weather is cold enough. So if it's a cold Thanksgiving day, gr- drinking a Christmas ale is the right move because it's kind of a heavier beer. It's got a higher alcohol content. It's it's going to warm you up, but if it's a cool, a warmer Thanksgiving day, then you want to go with something a little bit lighter because it's not really officially Christmas season until Black Friday. Uh, so I think depending on the weather, that's where you want to reach for the beer. Well, tell me this, Joe, because I mean, this is a good time for you to promo um, your self-promotional beer. Why does it keep selling out so much or is this just all spin? Do they only put out like four <laughs> cases and then they're like, oh, we sold out again. Joe bought four more yeah. cases. They make five cases, they give me four, and then (laughs) they sell one at the local Giant Eagle down the road from where I used to live. So surely somebody that was my neighbor would buy one to be able to give out uh, to all their friends and family on Thanksgiving, and then I can say, hey, they sold out again. It's crazy. (laughs) It's wild. Are they expanding? Kind of like the Tomaflock Facebook group, right? Exactly. We've only got one more spot available, and you better better buy it now while it's hot. There's still room. So tell me, are they are they going to start making more seventy three Kolsch? And did they did they know. up the production from last year? Yeah. So the background on that is the CEO used to be my neighbor when I was living in Cleveland, and we decided we were going to make uh, a beer in my honor. Mm-hmm. And when we got together and we tasted and we came up with a formula, the idea was just to do one year of it, but. Uh, truthfully the reception was so good and people enjoyed it so much and it sold so well that they were like hey let's do another year and i think at this point it's just kind of on a year-to-year basis but i will say that they reached out to me about mm, a month ago when they had sold out and they said hey it sold really well again and it either means that browns fans are are (laughs) drinking their sorrows away or they actually really like the beer and so they were hoping to do it again next year and boost the production i think the idea was they want to make enough to last the season but what they don't want to do is make too much so much that there's tons left in like january february march because then it probably wouldn't sell at all so they're kind of slowly ramping up production until they've reached demand and uh, at this point the browns seem to be playing better so people don't need to drown their sorrows right now uh so thank God that they sold out during that two and six start, or uh, we may have been sucking down 73 right. cultures on this podcast just to clear the shelves. Very true. Very true. Um, I would love to have my own brand of Mountain Dew. Just putting Mountain that out Dew? there. Yeah. What would it be like? Would it be like uh, the code red where it would be some abstract dyed color with an enormous <laughs> amount of sugar to go with the already high amount of caffeine? Yeah, actually, that'd be, that'd be, that's pretty on point. What be, color? I don't know, what, because they already have orange. They had, Mountain Dew. they had red. I don't want to go purple because that's just racist. I feel like yeah. me, me coming hey, out we'll with a grape. I have purple drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> right. <laughs> purple drink M. A lawsuit. Yeah, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to be the face of purple Mountain Dew. Um, so I don't know. I had to give it some thought, man. That's a good question. I shouldn't say I want a Mountain Dew flavor if I don't have it. Would it be Hawk's Hot Mountain Dew or Hawk Hot? Hot oh, Hawk? Man, that is a good one. I'm not going to come up with a good name. I'll come up with Why the good don't name. we throw it out to Tom Affleck? Yeah, guys, need to come up with a name of your I need Mountain to do Dew that flavor. better. I need to do that more. When I don't have an answer for something, I need to throw it to the Tom Affleck. Come up with my Mountain Dew 
flavored <laughs> soda. Do something that makes Andrew money. All right, come on. We need money to keep this podcast going. <laughs> we need you going. to work more so, for Andrew. We need Mountain Dew to come up with a hawk flavor, and you can give it to us for free, okay? Or we can get you like a Mountain Dew flavored bourbon. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. Um, but I'm, I'm done with bourbon. Oh. Yeah. So it was a good run. It was a good run the seven times that I had it. It was awesome. So could you um, could you please explain why you're done? Because you were just drinking it just a few days ago. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I think I'm just done with you know, I mean, we did the we did the gold rush. That lasted for a little bit. Then it was I graduated to being a man, I felt like, and then Yeah, I think I I think I'm back to Mountain Dew. Now I'm back to Mountain <laughs> back on the Dew, baby. You know, but this this I, I run better on premium. So I, I got to ask you then, so what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Because I imagine you're going to do something and you're probably going to enjoy some type of alcoholic beverage, I'm guessing. I mean, maybe no. you should start transitioning to red wine. I know LeBron was a big red wine guy. Wine I'm sure drinker. he could hook you up with some good deals. He's got some uh, excellent vineyards. I, I heard uh, one of his favorites is Myakimus. I think I'm saying it correctly. I've, I've actually drinking a few bottles. It's pretty fantastic stuff. And so I'm sure you could get like the excess stuff, like the, the stuff he doesn't want, the stuff that's expired and, yeah. and it's no good anymore you know it's like a hundred years old right. and it's all dusty and uh bitter he, he'll probably give you that <laughs> stuff it's got alcohol and i know your taste buds well can't i just differentiate i just intercept everything that's sent to uh lebron james at the uninterrupted office when they address something to him that he's not expecting i just take it home so i have a lot of really cool stuff and i have a lot of like kids cards and you know momentous and, and jerseys that people send off i'm kidding people are going to hear this and be like oh that's really what happened no i don't intercept things that are sent to lebron james <laughs> uh but i also don't drink alcohol on holidays so i'm not like it's not like oh man it's a holiday let's let's get lit but you know what i didn't know i didn't know the night before thanksgiving was the biggest bar night of the year mm. i had no idea i did not know that was a thing and maybe it's because we always are playing football during thanksgiving that mm -hmm. why would i understand that but I didn't know that. Did you know that, Joe? I did, and the reason is because you sell everybody comes coach. back home typically, and so okay. especially for college kids, they haven't seen a lot of their high school friends since they went away to college typically, and so this is their opportunity to like go out, have some fun, because usually Thanksgiving Day, you're kind of spending it with your family right. and your friends kind of at home, and, and you're kind of enjoying the uh, the sights and sounds and the aromas in your own home on Thanksgiving Day. But uh, you never answered the question about what is the Hawkins oh. family going to do for Thanksgiving? Oh, so what we're going to do. So everyone's going back to it. We're going to be in Ohio. It's weird because it's like I'm, I'm not – it's not weird. I wasn't, I wasn't raised in Ohio, but I, I tell everybody I'm from Ohio. My wife is from Ohio. You know, my brother played at University of Cincinnati, played at – for the Bengals for six years. I went to Toledo, lived in Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland. My sister lives in Columbus. Um, so we're all going back to Ohio, uh, to my sister's house. And yeah, it's, it's gonna be a, a Hawkins family reunion. We're flying the kids back and it sucks going back across the country. Every time me and my family go somewhere, it is so expensive. Now I realize why parents never take their kids places because <sighs> That costs so much money, man. It's like oh, five plane tickets there and back. There is nothing more exhausting than flying with little children. Oh, my God. I would say between the ages of nine months and like three like is a nightmare. Because 
They, they first of all, they don't listen to anything. And then yeah. second of all, you can't get them to watch like an iPad or a no. phone or something like that to kind of keep them entertained. And so if you can't do that, you're literally entertaining them in a two by two foot square for the length of the flight. I'll tell you, the worst flight I ever had, and this is where you can start feeling a little sympathy for me. It was okay. coming home from the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. Oh, man. Uh, we had my daughter, Logan, who was my oldest at the time, and she was like, 16 months or something like uh-huh. that at the time, maybe. So she was old enough where she was whiny and wanted things. Right. But she, was it, she, she wasn't oh no, wait, old she enough was, to punch. She was 11 months, so she wasn't walking, so she was just crawling. So you right. couldn't let her like down on the ground. And she was whiny enough that she needed things and you had to give it to her. But she couldn't sit there and watch an iPad or, or like anything. You couldn't entertain her whatsoever. Right. So for the entire flight, because we took the red eye from Honolulu back to Chicago, which is like eight hours. Mm-hmm. The entire flight, the four of us, it was me and my wife and her parents on that flight. And we had Logan would sit on your lap and you had to bounce her continuously oh, for like about 20 minutes at a time. And when you'd stop, she would instantly start crying and then you'd have to pass her off to the next adult and granted this is an overnight <laughs> flight so it's the middle of the night and sleepy. so when it was your turn to do 20 minutes of bouncing you were like dreading it as if the plague was coming <laughs> it was the biggest nightmare of a flight that i've ever experienced everybody just passing around a baby sleepy dog tired in the middle of the night from hawaii that does sound like it was thing. horrible yeah that's terrible i mean my kids Sometimes they so have fun with that when you yeah thanks. going back to Ohio. Appreciate it. It should be awesome. All right, what do we got next, John? Ken Billick says on Facebook, "I get it. In the 1600s, turkey was a primo meal, but why haven't we changed the centerpiece of this meal <laughs> to something other than a bland bird? <laughs> Fillets, prime rib, something." He's onto something there because I've never been a Dude, turkey he is guy. Totally onto something. I I have like the smallest bit of turkey on Thanksgiving because it's a little dry. I'm not going to lie; it's not. Mm-hmm. I have to dress it up with all kind of sauces and ketchup. Um, because I'm six, uh, but yeah, I'm not a big turkey guy. We should all do tomahawk steaks for Thanksgiving. Ooh, little foreshadowing. You like you like what I did there, Joe? We should tomahawk steak it up. the The centerpiece meat should be changed. Who cares about the turkey? Like, give me a hit. I'd rather have a cheeseburger. To be quite honest. Mm. Are you fully teasing something that you would like to share with our viewers? I'm just saying there may be a pilot for a Tomahawk cooking show dropping this mm. week. I'll just I'll just put it that way. All right. We'll just mm. put that out there. Tomahawk uh, chef meal coming soon. I do like this take, though, uh, because it is funny that turkey is one of the cheaper meats but it's not as tasty as a chicken. But chicken's sort of like every day. I feel like the only reason you still eat turkey is because not a lot of people eat turkey on a regular basis. So when you're gonna have a holiday, you gotta do something special. But I will say, I'm gonna do turkey this year in a sous vide, and then I'm gonna finish it in the oven under a broiler. And I practiced last week, because I'm a little nerdy about it, and I don't wanna ruin it when the pressure is on. (laughs) And I've never done it this way, so. So I'm going to do four turkey legs, and then I'm going to do uh, two turkey breasts with the rib cage attached. Yeah. And same. so I'm going to do it in the sous vide, and then I'm going to finish them in the oven with the broiler. And I'm not going to lie, if you're worried about overdoing your turkey and drying it out, get yourself a sous vide stick. Anova is a great brand. I think you can get them on Amazon for like 100 bucks. And all you need is a pot, 
in a plastic bag and you put that sucker in there and you come back four hours later and it's the juiciest turkey of all time and all you got to do is finish it either on your grill or un- under the broiler in the oven and you will thank me because it will not be dry whatsoever. You won't need to slather it in ketchup like hawk. You can just <laughs> eat it like the meat. Just put it right in your mouth without any condiments. It's wonderful. You should definitely try it. Hawk, I know you're probably cooking the big feast for the family back in Ohio. Oh, you know me, man. I would highly recommend that sous vide turkey. Yeah, I'm going to definitely try to cook a turkey in an SUV. That's just, That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be? You know, like you get it a mobile oven going? Yeah, no, for sure. Got to get one of those SUVs that cook turkeys. Um, yeah, sorry. Perfect. I'm, I'm with it. No turkey on Thanksgiving. It's settled. What we got next, John? <laughs> what would you go? So you can't just say no turkey. What would you go with for the meat? Then? I said tomahawk steak, but even if it's not mm. steak, I would go with anything. I don't know. There's only like three anything. meats. Like there's a right, there's we'll a the beef. Tomahawk there's steak. a pork. There's a a turkey and a and a what? That's pretty much Damn. it. Chicken. Yeah. My we'll, gr- we'll let you go with the tomahawk steak. All right. My girlfriend's family grills every year on Thanksgiving. They make steaks. It's the best. Yeah, I, I do a little bit. Of, we have a bunch of meats going at the Hawkins family. And then we also do lasagna, as some of the Tomahawk listeners might know. Lasagna <laughs> is my food of choice on Thanksgiving. All right, what do you got, John? Alex Henry on Facebook asks, during the season, Thursday's a full practice day for NFL players. So... Do they give players any time off on Thanksgiving? So what did you guys used to do? I know, I know what we did when we were in Cleveland, but in the other places you've been, what did you guys do on Thanksgiving? Yeah, it, it would kind of just be like a Friday practice day. Like when you come in early, they limit the meetings, and you just go out there, you do a practice, and they try to get you out by like noon. That way you can at least go home and enjoy a little bit of time with your family instead of the normal 7.30 p.m. let out time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what we always did, or at least did a bunch of times, and I really liked it, is you would come in earlier on Thanksgiving and you would do half the day. So Mm -hmm. you would just go through the regular morning. So you'd come in at like 6 a.m. and you'd practice till about noon. And so everything kind of was like moved up a couple hours. And so you'd get through the practice instead of sticking around and watching film and doing your lifting and stuff after. You just were off. And then what you had to do is you came in the next day on Friday, and then the Friday was just an, an hour, hour and a half longer, where the first thing in the day is you watched the film and maybe you got your lift in, or you even got your lift in earlier in the week. So um, you were able to still get all you needed in, but you got that Thursday afternoon off so you could get home by about 12 or 1 o'clock to be able to still enjoy uh, breaking bread or a tomahawk steak there you go. with all of your family and friends. Thanksgiving never really felt like a holiday when I was playing in the league. Cause I was still like so ingrained in like football and worried about the next day that I really just, my family would be like, yo, you are miserable. And I would just sit in the corner of a room. I was man. I, I was really awesome on Thanksgiving because I usually am really awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I totally, totally forgot that I was a football player for about <laughs> six hours on Thanksgiving. Cause I would get into the bourbon and the whiskey and the beers uh, Christmas sale because it was cold a lot in Cleveland, yeah. and and by the end of the night we were drinking wine and having pumpkin pie and and I was heavily passed out 
in front of the fire by eight o'clock. And I, I, I wanted to get my partying in before eight. Cause I knew if I could go to bed at eight, even if I got up at five 30, I would be okay. I'd probably be a little hungover, but that's what the Pedialyte and those fridges in the facility are for. Yeah. It's not for cramps. It's not for practicing hard. It's for curing your hangover on Thanksgiving yes. the next morning. Yeah. And it helps cause you didn't have to practice all week too. So yeah, that was even better. Cause yeah. all I was doing was curing my hangover to sit in the training room and watch <laughs> practice through a glass window. Exactly. You had two days to recover. All right. What we got next, John? John Adamchek asks, which do you prefer, stuffing cooked inside the bird or dressing cooked outside the bird? Ooh, I like the stuffing myself. But also, I did use the tomahawk catchphrase last night. I got to get video proof. But I did I did put it out there, and I felt like somebody tweeted me, and they were like, yo, you just killed the catchphrase in perfect fashion. So that just reminded me of there's only one way to stuff a turkey. So stuffing, uh, to answer your question, and number two, I'm proud of myself. Joe? Yeah, guys, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, but there's only one way to <laughs> stuff a turkey. You know what? The funny thing is my wife just asked me this last night because we were going over the Thanksgiving meal because we're having people over and we're doing the cooking because both of us like to cook. And I said, I don't know. The only thing on Thanksgiving I don't get excited about is the cranberry sauce which I don't really like, yeah. and the stuffing. I'm not a huge stuffing guy. I would much rather fill up on more of the uh, biscuits and the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the gravy. And uh, so my good. wife always makes um, like really good Brussels sprouts, like shaved Brussels sprouts that are sauteed in olive oil and, and salt and pepper and delicious garlic salt. And I, I've always just enjoyed that stuff a lot better. Oh, the other thing we always have is um, buffalo chicken dip with Hawaiian buns. Mm. That's really good mm. if you've never had those. It's not really a typical Thanksgiving side dish, but it's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, that's actually the next question, isn't it, John? Yes. At Eric L. Park on Twitter asks, what food does your family serve at Thanksgiving that others would find weird? So I, I talked oh, about the nice lasagna transition. already, and, and, and Joe talked about the chicken buffalo buffalo chicken dip um, or something like that. Um, mm. Also, does everybody eat greens on Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. A lot like of people do. collard greens? Yeah. Well, you do Brussels sprouts. so Yeah, but collard like, greens is like a southern or a black thing. Yeah, you probably put raisins in your potato salad. Yeah, white, white, people, white people don't know how to cook collard greens. I feel like... Yeah, the okra and collard greens are just nothing that we know how to do in the Midwest unless you're a black person. Yes, and chitlins too. My family cooks chitlins. Yeah, we, that's totally out of my realm of yeah. uh, understanding with when it comes to cooking. <laughs> Although I have been ex- exposed to it since I played college and pro football, and a lot of times uh, the cooks in the cafeteria will make it. And the first time I had okra, I was like, "What is this slimy shit? This is disgusting." <laughs> but it's grown on me a little bit. I'm not going to say I love it. But the other thing that I didn't have in until I played uh, AAU basketball and we would go down to the South, like to uh, Tennessee and Florida and stuff um, was grits. That's not something that you get typically up North. Yeah. And the first time I went down South and we tried some, I was like, wow, this is pretty bland. Like I can't <laughs> understand why anybody eats this stuff. Uh, but I realized it was just a, a conduit to putting other delicious things like butter. Yeah. You got to put mouth. butter, you got to put pe- pepper, you got to put salt in it. I actually eat grits probably four times a week. Really? For breakfast or what time of yeah, day? Yeah, for breakfast. Are you a grits my, my wife will breakfast cook grits. breakfast for uh, yeah, cook grits for breakfast. Yeah, it's just like cheap calories to get you shrimp outside and grits. Woo, running around Fire. with your friends. 
Shrimp and grits. Oh man, you got to get down south. You got to get you. So we also do, and this is again, we are hitting a lot of stereotypes today. Uh, we do fried chicken <laughs> as well on Thanksgiving, just because. Why not? You know. So hang on a second. You said you guys fried chicken and you do turkey on Thanksgiving. I said we get a smorgasbord of meats. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. So that way you have I'm a kind choice. of jealous. Yeah. Everybody loves fried chicken. Let's be. I honest. mean, come on. Let's be real. You know, soul food is the only American cuisine. That's attributed to the United States. The only the only cuisine attributed to the United States is soul food. Hmm. I have a hard time believing that. I'm like, I thought barbecue, I thought barbecue, like brisket stuff like that, was traditionally American. Mm, no, I don't know. I just seen that stat yesterday. So, what you were trying to say is you just made that up uh, five <laughs> minutes ago. And also, I'm the tallest man in the world. <laughs> that's crazy. It's These nuts. facts are just <laughs> unbelievable. All right, so I think that does it for pick six. Am I right? We got an extra point. Let's kick it. We'll probably miss it, like all kickers, but go ahead. Extra point. Today's extra point comes from Anthony Lenos on IG. Am I tripping or are Thanksgiving leftovers overrated? Wow. You really asked that question on my podcast. That's That's ridiculous. Anthony Lenos, you can unsubscribe right now. (laughs) I don't even want to hear your face or your your voice or your name ever again. Leftovers are better than the original meal. Yes. The next day, fr- Black Friday warm up is better mm. than the the fresh Thanksgiving meal. So to say it's left, no, it is not overrated because it's it's great on Friday. It's perfect on Saturday. Sunday it's still good. Monday you're pushing it. Tuesday. If you eat that, you're going to the hospital. But <laughs> I go all the way to Wednesday. I don't give a damn. We've gone so far as to actually plan only leftovers to be eaten yes. this weekend. Even though we're entertaining different group of people on the weekend than we are on Thanksgiving, we're just going to feed them all of our Thanksgiving leftovers because yeah. they're that good. And they're going to enjoy it. The only item that I can think of that's not as good as a leftover is the rolls and the biscuits. Mm-hmm. Those, you want to have those fresh, hot right out of the oven, throw the butter on throw the gravy the everything uh the honey we do a little bit with the the biscuits you want those fresh but everything else does better after it just sits in its juices and combines all those delicious flavors and honestly you can just take one giant tupperware and put everything that you have in there and just (laughs) spin it and blend it together and and then heat it up in the microwave and then eat it for four or five days straight and you're going to be just as happy maybe even happier there's not another time where you can just eat a full 10 course meal for breakfast and no one bat an eye because I wake up Friday morning, it's 9 a.m., and I do a full dinner plate. Like, you know what? And actually, I have two on Thanksgiving. I eat, I take a, mm-hmm. a, a break, I take a little nap, I get up, and I do it over again, and then I do it again oh. in the morning, oh and I stash a plate because my brothers oh and my. sisters are savages, and they will eat all of that. So you have to stash one <laughs> even for later on, or it will not be there. Bonus question oh for you guys. Goodness. Am I tripping, or is Thanksgiving the best holiday? Oh. Because of football, because of food, because of you always get Thursday and Friday off. Yeah. I mean, I used to say Christmas, but as an adult, Christmas is not fun. Um, Mm -hmm. You you lose a lot of money on Christmas. So (laughs) Thanksgiving definitely is up there. No no presents on Thanksgiving. No presents. I don't got to give anybody anything. We just have to eat really good and chill and watch football. That's all that's expected of me. Perfect. I'm going to go and say Thanksgiving is the best holiday as well. And, uh, 
Christmas is great, but like Hawk said, there's a lot of pressure around Christmas holiday to give the right gifts and mm-hmm. all, all that stuff. Um, but Thanksgiving is great because it's it's friends and, and family and you're getting together. You're enjoying football. You're enjoying each other's company. You're eating great meals. You're drinking a, a good alcohol typically, unless you're Hawk, then you yep. drink Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, another holiday I love is the 4th of July, but a lot of times there's like too much pressure to do outdoor parties and summer parties and stuff like that. And it's not as relaxing. Sometimes you wake up and you're tired and you're hungover. Whereas after Thanksgiving, you're just hungover because you've just laid around all day. So you can't possibly (laughs) be tired. You can just be a little bit hungover. Um, But the great part about Thanksgiving is because it happens Thursday and nobody really goes back to work until Monday. You got four days to recover before you're back at it in the real world. And so I'm not a shopper. And even if you are a shopper, most people are just shopping online on Friday anyway. So you got Friday to just chill. And then you got the whole weekend and then Sunday again, more football games. Like it has got to be the best holiday. I can't think of another one. That's really that close. All right, as mentioned last week, we are working with Chris Long and his Water Boys charity to raise money to bring water to communities in need. And as part of that, we, and as part of our 1673 campaign, we selected one lucky winner. Joe, do you want to do the honors in telling which Tomaflock member who donated $16.73 to the Water Boys charity will join us as a co host? here on the Tama Blankhawk Show. It's with great pleasure that I get the fantastic opportunity to introduce the new co-co-host of the Tama Blankhawk Show. Congratulations are in order to the one and only Johnny Rogers! (laughs) You donated. You've been selected. Johnny you will be joining us on the Tomahawk Show in two weeks for our midweek show. Congratulations and thank you so much from all of us at the Water Boys Charity for making that commitment, making that donation to change lives in Africa. That's right. The Tama Johnny Hawk Show or the Tama Rogers Hawk Show. We're not sure. None of those actually have a ring to them, but we'll figure it out, Johnny. Appreciate you donating. Appreciate everyone and the Tama Flock who donated. We're going to have a bunch more opportunities like that to bring you on the show and actually just change the show. I like how I like the name Coco Host because I guess technically between us two, I'm the Coco Host. Um, but regardless, here we are. <laughs> All right, let's time to go to the catchphrase game. Was that a black joke? That was a black joke. Ah, a lot of, yeah, we, I, we've had a lot a this episode. I got it. Yep. It's um, been a very racist Thanksgiving it episode has. we're dealing it with has. here. Uh, we might get thrown off the uninterrupted network <laughs> yes. after this one. Yes, we've been we've been we've been diving in a lot into the race bait <laughs> jokes. All right, so Tama catchphrase game. Um Tomahawk catchphrase game. Now I'm just taking my name out of everything. All right, there are multiple <laughs> ways to skin a cat. Only one way to stuff a turkey. And you don't put a turkey in your band just because he brought his own drumsticks. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Um, I actually have another show today and tomorrow that I'm going to try to get the drumstick line in when I'm talking about <laughs> coaches being fired. That seems like a good way to talk about you don't put a turkey in your band just because he brought his own drumsticks. I don't know how I'm going to work it in, but I'm going to work it in. Joe, did you get an opportunity to work the catchphrase game in yet? 
We got to get it to Pat McAfee too. Yeah, so I have not yet, but I'm working on a cooking video, a cooking segment that we're both doing for NFL Network, a uh, tomahawk-based cooking show like we were teasing earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to be able to throw it in there sometime when that show releases. Is it a Thanksgiving release? Because I know yep. they're kind of cutting up what I'm sending them. So. It'll be a um, Thanksgiving show on Thanksgiving on Well, that makes sense. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It'll be on Twitter. There'll be there will literally be over three million viewers. All right, so we're we're excited for that. It'll be a Thanksgiving show on Twitter, the Checkdown NFL Network. There will be millions and millions of viewers to be able to dive into the catchphrase that we're going to use this week. Before we wrap, we've got a holiday voicemail we'd like to share. You know Rogers and Brady and Mayfield and Wilson. Allen and Allen and Allen and Watson. But do you recall the most QB of all? Rudolph the turnover QB had a very crappy arm. And if you ever saw it, you would want to There was another player. Rudolph called him bad names. So he hit him with his helmet. Now he's missing all his games. Then some loyal Cleveland fans believed what he did say. Rudolph, with your crappy arm, the secondary will make you pay. Then how the media lost it, pointing and calling blame. The NFL has no evidence. If Rudolph said a nasty name, go Browns. Oh, my gosh. Was that Johnny Rogers? You know what I think that was? I think that was Miles Garrett using one of those voice-altering apps. We actually had no idea what that voicemail was before we played it. I feel dirty about that. I I feel dirty. I'm going to tell you why. Because, you know, at the beginning, um, Mason Rudolph was an easy person to – not like or maybe pile on a little bit because he did instigate the fight and he was way out of bounds for trying to do the dirty work that his offensive line should do and right as a quarterback you never start a fight with a defensive lineman that's just bad practice that's not understanding your role and understanding having self-awareness of your own toughness as it relates to the people you're trying to fight but at this point, he's played just miserably most of the season, and he right. played horrible again last week. The, his own team suspended him in the third quarter, and <laughs> now like he's dealing with like he, he has become. <laughs> it has gone so bad for him for two weeks that he is now a sympathetic character, and I refuse to jump on board and and yep. pile on top of him at this point because he is a human being still. Yep. he's had a bad go. You know, I don't know. All of his background, I don't know him at all, but I'm uh, I'm not interested in uh, piling on anymore. Although that was a funny voicemail. It was a funny voicemail. Again, that wasn't that wasn't me or Joe's doing. But we don't pay all the bills here. Producer John <laughs> does. Um, yeah, he's had yeah, a rough, John. He's had a rough go specifically mm-hmm. in the AFC North because versus the Baltimore Ravens, he got knocked out by uh, Earl Thomas. Versus the Browns, he got hit in the head with a helmet. And versus the Bengals. He got suspended, suspended by his coach <laughs> for his questionable quarterback play. So he clearly he he clearly has a self awareness issue 
Because if you remember the the, the hit against uh, the Ravens with Earl Thomas, mm-hmm. he ran in there straight at Earl Thomas like <laughs> he was staring down a locomotive, and he just threw the ball running right at him like he was the biggest human being on earth and that it wasn't going to hurt. And Earl Thomas took his head off, yeah. and it was a legal hit. I, I think he may have gotten fined because of – how horrible the the outcome of the hit was, but it wasn't like it was late or dirty. I mean, right. Mason did it to himself by how he approached the line of scrimmage, acting like he is 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And I think that was the same thing that happened with Miles. He was a big guy for a college player, but now he's in the NFL and these boys are real. They're bigger. They are very yeah. tough and very strong. And when they hit you, it's going to hurt 10 times as much. And honestly, when I think back to like why did Johnny struggle when he first got out there is because he didn't realize that he's not fast compared to the guys on the field anymore. In right. college, you're faster and more athletic than those guys. But you try to pull that stuff against pro athletes. I mean, the defensive linemen are as quick and fast as you. And they're going to tackle you when you try to pull it on the RPO or the zone read. And you got to learn to play differently when you're in the pro game. And the same thing with, goes with Mason Rudolph. You're not the biggest, toughest guy in the field anymore. You need to learn to play differently. And I, that's part of the reason I was so wrong on my Lamar Jackson takes because I didn't think he was at such an elite level athletically that when he got out there against pro athletes, he was going to make them look like fools. But he has. <laughs> right. And so it's opened up the ability to grow on the job as a passer, which he has because of his calmness in the pocket, his ability to deliver the football. But also he's so explosive as a runner. Teams are so afraid of it. And uh, Hawks looking at his notes going, what the hell are you talking about? No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my not a Lamar Jackson take. Well, I'm, now that's I'm going to call, Jackson. I'm gonna call that's out. That's <laughs> how Mason Rudolph and Lamar Jackson are actually related. Yeah, this is our new podcast called Cross Seven with Degrees Joe of Separation. Well, I think that does it for this Tomahawk show. Joe, final thoughts. My final thoughts is not exactly a thought as much as a quick question that I wanted to ask Hawk. Mm. What is the dessert that you are most looking forward to on Thanksgiving? I am a chocolate, chocolate cake kind of guy. Mm. Yeah, I like the chocolate icing on the chocolate cake. Keep it simple. My wife does a great one, nice, juicy, and yeah, I, between, I also like apple pie, apple pie a la mode, mm. those two. I was going to say, here, here's what I'm looking forward to, and this has been a family tradition in my dad's side forever, Give it to me. is you always make pumpkin pie, of course, but you always make an apple pie, but you mm. make more than enough apple pie for Thursday night, and then when you wake up Friday morning for breakfast, what you do is you take that leftover apple pie. You heat it up in the microwave. You put one scoop of vanilla custard on it and then a slice of cheddar cheese. And you eat all three of those together in one bite. I am telling you, I know you've never tried it. And for the Tomaflock members out there that never tried it, I encourage you to do this Friday morning. It is the greatest hangover cure you can possibly imagine for a Friday morning because it's loaded with carbs, it's loaded with sugar, and it's loaded with fat because of the ice cream or the custard (laughs) and the cheese. So it's all three in one, in one delicious bite. It's got a little coldness, and so you can drink it with a coffee, and it's just that wonderful buttery balance of bitter from the coffee and sweet and rich from the custard and the cheese and the apple pie. I'm telling you, you wow. need to try this Tom of Flock because you will thank me, and Ooh. I want to have you guys post videos of yourself enjoying the Thomas family Friday morning after Thanksgiving, Friday, Black Friday breakfast, Black Friday cocoa host, Johnny Rogers of all time. I don't know if my taste buds are mature enough 
for that. Also, I'm lactose intolerant, so it would get <laughs> ugly for everybody else in the Thanksgiving <laughs> Hawkins household. All right, that does it for this episode of the Tomahawk Show. Joe, why don't you do the honors of taking us out? I would like to give a very Thanksgiving Joe Hawk yourself to all the members out there of the Tomahawk. Don't forget your apple pie, custard, and cheese on Friday morning. Thank you very much. <laughs>